I'm ready. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're hey. back. Yeah, we're back. We I'm back. Not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It probably is a okay thing. Awesome thing. Yes, it's an okay thing. Oh, okay. Um, right. Anyway, first off, just wanted to uh, thank everyone who listened to the last show. We had 40 listeners Ooh. on the last show. You know I what? I don't even know 40 people. I don't think we know 40 people combined, do we? Now, the thing that I was wondering <laughs> is if you went in there and listened to it a bunch, <laughs> did that count as unique users? It's possible. It's very possible. So it could have been you 27 times, me 10, and then three unique users <laughs> afterwards. Well, I know I know quite a bit of people that have said that they listen to us. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm pleased right. with that. Um. Uh, a big uh, a shout out to a stranger who retweeted our podcast to his uh, almost nearly thousand followers. Yes, uh, the Fleek, who is an MMA elite. Um, I don't know what his exact title is. A, a I was gonna say surrogate, but that's not really the right <laughs> word. <laughs> it's like a surrogate mother, but for MMA affiliate. Now oh, there you go, MMA elite affiliate. Yes. So I think that's a uh, big shout out to him, of course, and uh, of course everybody else who has. Given us ideas, hints, tips, feedback, constructive feedback. Right. Less douchebaggery and talk about things besides just MMA and sports. Well, <laughs> yeah. I got well, a problem for you. It's going to be a little bit MMA and sports <laughs> this time. But I also got a couple other topics, too. So, yeah. um, so I guess without further ado, again, I agree with Andy. Thank you. But um, we got some stuff we want to talk about. We got some oh, good stuff this get, week. Let's get the, um, let's get the uh, officials out of the way. I, uh, of course, I'm Andy. This is Chris. Chris over there. You can yep. follow us on Twitter. At Caged Fear is my Twitter handle. At Cbala, C-B-A-A. Nope. Oh. C-B-A-L-L-A. <laughs> Let's try that again. I haven't even started drinking, really, so uh, that's no, great. I, well, and that's this is going to be an interesting podcast because we're actually going to be drinking a little heavier uh, oh, yeah. this time than we yeah. were last time. Oh, yeah. So it could get uh, a little disheveled by the time we're, mm, we're done with good this. Good word. And this could go two hours. I don't know. No. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how um, drunk uh, one person can get we'll, in an we'll hour. We'll be live podcasting Archer. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, okay. But, uh, oh, and yeah, you can follow us uh, our actual podcast uh, Twitter. Twitter page. That'll give you all the updates on when we're going to record again and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that is uh, PR Podcast Show, uh, the Twitter handle for that. So, all thanks right. everybody. Uh, one of the things I wanted to get out of the way first was uh, my apologies for for being wrong on numerous occasions oh. last last time we recorded okay uh, um, the, <laughs> the big thing was I did interrupt you when you were talking about the Carlos Condit um, Dan Hardy knockout where it was yes uh, was uh, it was a you said it was I, a left I hand. said it was a left it hook it was a powerful left hook and you said and no I interrupted said no it's a right hook and of course we're watching the fights, yes. and they replay that one because they want to show Carlos Condit's chin, and it's a left hook. And I look right at him, and I, so go, I go, wait a minute, let's rewind that. Was that a left hook? That, that was a left hook. And he just goes, oh. It was. And uh, speaking of the fights last week, I think um, the things that we're going to talk about, at least with MMA, is going to get Chris a little fired up because there were some things that happened that he um, was quite animated about oh, uh, last yes. Saturday. Yeah. So, I uh, just a forewarning that way as well. So yeah, I'll I'll compose myself. I've had a week to really digest this, and <laughs> and really, and I I'll I'll give a nice shout out to Joe Rogan later for because his response really uh, calmed me down. <laughs> so, it calmed you down. Yes. Okay. Well, that's good. All right. And uh, today, 
uh, is uh, March 23rd. 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 Uh, a beautiful day out today. Uh, tomorrow it's supposed to be hell on earth. Six to nine inches of snow at the end of March. I hate you, Indiana. You suck. Our one soccer mention, if anybody watched the U.S. men's national team yesterday, that's basically coming to us tomorrow. Yeah, that was amazing, by the way. Um, Playing in like a foot of snow. Yeah, it's it's it always still amazes me. Guys that go out there, and I don't know if it's a tough thing or that it's a comfort thing, but it's 25 degrees, and it's a blizzard, 30-mile-an-hour wind, and it's snowing like a foot an hour, and you're out there. I understand you got to wear shorts, but then it's the short sleeves, or it's like you watch the football games, and that it's literally like I've just rewatched the Denver Bronco-Ravens game yeah. in the AFC Divisional, yeah. and cracked me up because it was at that point was four degrees and you got guys out there in their short sleeves and you go why like you can <laughs> wear long sleeves like it doesn't make you a pussy to wear short sleeves or the so, fact when the when soccer players will just will wear short sleeves but they'll have gloves on yeah that's <laughs> right <laughs> my hands get really cold my hands are right. very cold absolutely but I, everything else totally fine i don't know so maybe i don't know maybe it's a uh, somebody can can give us an insight uh you know maybe those who played in cold conditions or went to school somewhere that was cold and played is it just is it a toughness thing you don't want to look like a punk in front of your teammates or is it just i don't know that maybe you just get warmed up so much you don't worry about it cuz i just think like last night I would not be surprised if Clint Dempsey comes back in two days and has pneumonia. Oh, yeah. And cannot play. He's walking play. around shirtless after the game's yeah, over. Uh, and he sounded all – wait a minute. And as the time that he's been playing for – isn't it Tottenham? And then who he's playing yeah, for? Yeah, he's the playing Spurs, for Tottenham. The Hotspurs. Has he started developing an English accent? Probably. I mean, I, he's been in England for the past four he years, talking. I was I like, when did – Clint Dempsey starts sounding. No, it's, not, it's not like it's going to be the Madonna syndrome where she just <laughs> yes. wants to be a pretentious cunt and, oh. and talk like uh, she's from England. Well, but, that's hey. the first use of the PC word. Probably not the last. <laughs> right. So, um, anyways. My day actually started off very well, uh, speaking of cunts. <laughs> um, <laughs> the exact opposite of cunts. I, actually, okay. I, was, uh, I was at a drive through <laughs> window Yeah. Uh, getting some uh, breakfast because okay. my son was... Uh, Extremely hungry and therefore obnoxious because he's yes. a toddler. Yeah. And so I went out to go get some uh, some food, <coughs> pull up to pay for the food, and the lady says, uh, here's your receipt because the lady in the car in front of you paid for your food. Oh. Like, just a very nice gesture. Yeah. Yeah. And so I immediately paid it forward, and, pay, and because I was going to spend money anyway, I paid for the car behind me. But little did you know the people behind you were in a minivan and had 17 <laughs> orders, and you went, were, Shh, I'm immediately regretting this. They were Mormons, this. and they had 19 <laughs> kids. And 27 wives. <laughs> yeah, so. and they were all in one minivan. Yes. So it was Mormon clowns. And we love Mitt. Well, okay. anyways, no, we do not. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what okay. the bumper sticker was. All right, sorry. So. I, thought we were, I thought we were doing a plug there. And, not a chance. Know. Okay, good. Uh, but anyway, that my day started off very well. Remember, we don't talk about politics. We shouldn't talk about politics. politics is really, there's no way uh, that you can use any type of air freshener to get rid of that <laughs> fat girl <laughs> pussy smell, yeah. which is politics. Which so was anyways. the greatest. That was probably my comment of the week on Twitter yep. was when you responded to uh, Mr. William Worthington, who uh, in a couple of weeks, if, if any of you have listened to the Donathan... Pianowski, is that how you say it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Don the piano. Uh, yeah, Don yeah. the piano podcast. Uh, he's going to be probably our guest in a couple of that weeks. That guy's insane. Which so. should be ridiculous. Yeah. So we should probably we should probably donate some mics to his podcast as well. It's a, it's a absolutely mic mic podcast. Yeah, exactly. So all right. But anyway, so all right. 
Um, UFC 158 was last Saturday. Yep. Um, it's a good both time. Chris and I for the 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 top three uh, fights that we talked about last time uh, were one for three on our picks. Uh, yeah. Because we both uh, we both yep. chose Nick Diaz as winning. Yep. We both uh, and then you chose uh, Jake Ellenberger as beating yep. Nate Marquardt. What happened? Yep. And I chose. Uh, Johnny Hendricks uh, beating Carlos Conte. And just a little happened. on top of that, if you know you go into Xbox and you do your voting, I still gave you and my dad a nice whooping. Yes. So uh, it's true. And oh, that was the other thing that I was going to apologize for is I stated that if Johnny Hendricks lays the left hand on Carlos Condit, that Carlos Condit has no chance at all. And there was and, numerous left right. hands, very and then, strong and left I, hands. And, and I Carlos stated Carlos Condit's got Scott, one oh, of those man. crazy chins. So Mad but, respect for him, too. That yeah, was a great so, fight. So we'll get right into that is um, – you know, the Nate Marquardt fight and the Jake Ellenberger fight kind of went the way I thought it would. I thought it'd be a little bit more. Um, but Jake Ellenberger, we talked about this, the heart part. He just, God, he, he is. And the guy is just ready to go. And he uh, he came in and he he implemented his game plan. You always talk about game plans. And you're like, what is, what's a game plan? You know, Chael Sonnen always makes fun of that, which is funny. He's like, I don't know what a game plan is. He goes, I'm going to throw my fist. You're going to throw your fist. We're going to hurt each other, and that's what's going to be. So, is that like the Bobby Knight game face speech? <laughs> yeah, game face. So <laughs> I, um, so that fight went really well, and actually it was uh, it was really, really exciting. Um, I really enjoyed that fight. And then going into, yeah, the Carlos Condit and um, Johnny Hendricks fight, you know, there's uh, a lot of people say there's controversy, and I go, no, not with the system that there is. You know, there's all this complaint about um, – the 10-9 scoring system right now. Yep. And and there should be, absolutely. But that's what we're in. And so you know that's how fights are going to go. And more people are, 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 are being smarter and wiser to that. And so, I mean, that's Johnny Hendricks knew after, well, we found he hurt his hand. It wasn't yep. broken yep. But further up, but he hurt his hand in the first round. Right. It, although he kept throwing it like a madman. But... I don't understand how... Uh, that's one of those things that I'm, I'm admittedly a big pussy. And if I get hurt... <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna. I stub my toe and I cry for like five <laughs> minutes. Well, your first jujitsu experience—you, I mean, almost broke your ankle in half. Yeah, I got snapped over. It was cool, and I never. And then I never went back. Yeah, I never went back. But still, uh, I mean, I, I don't understand. I, I get the whole adrenaline thing and not feeling pain if you if it happens. Like I've cut myself before, uh, playing a sport, not knowing I cut right. myself, but. That's a that's a little bit different than breaking, breaking something, hand, right? Uh, that but, you're gonna. But we see it use. wasn't broke, so yeah. I think that was the difference. But you like, I made the reference during that fight as I go, yeah, I don't. He's still throwing it like crazy. I don't know that it's actually broke. Be and you're like, no, I think they said it was broke. But you could tell like guys that broke it. And Brian Bowles was one of those. Yeah. Who always like I swear every fight he broke at least one hand. And then you had the Uriah Faber fight, and who was he that he was fighting? He broke both hands. Um, uh, that was uh, the dude with the big um, ch- chest tattoo, um, uh, Mike Brown. Mike Brown, that's yes. right. And he had to go all elbows, yeah. and it was crazy. It uh, was like the uh, the um, featherweight champion, um, da- oh, uh, featherweight Joe- uh, bantamweight. Oh, Dominic Cruz. Yes, Dominic Cruz breaks yeah. his hand almost every fight. Yeah, too. <laughs> and, and what is it? Ba- Boss and you Rutten. You see his hand. His hand's like all like, deformed yeah, contorted. and uh, Looks like arthritis. And, and Boss Rutten is is one of the biggest proponents of saying that. That's all because of bad punching technique yeah. that, that you can avoid. Says the guy who never threw a fisted punch ever. It was all <laughs> open. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to say anything about Boss Rudy. Yes. Um, yeah. Before all of a sudden he listens to this randomly and comes and liver kicks me. Oh, so, um, Fuck that. But no, but he's saying, you know, it's just all about punching. So, I mean, back to that is even though he's injured, he, he did well and he pressured. But I got to say, 
it's like every fight, I just gain more respect for Carlos Condit. Even though he lost, and, and I think it was close, that third round I really felt was Carlos's. I mean, He looked very good, and it's just I feel bad for the guy when he has to go up against somebody uh, who has very good takedowns and very good wrestling. It's just, I mean, he should be one of those guys that just only focuses on wrestling for the next year. And that's exactly, exactly what he said. And I kind of want to give a shout-out to my dad for this because he made that mention, and I was like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. And he's like, you know, they always talk about if you don't want that to happen, or maybe that was you. That was me. Oh, that was you. That was me. But, you know, it, it's that – um, it, and, and I – I disagree and I agree, but on his aspect, he said, I don't, you know, I don't have that background. I don't train a lot. He goes, that's something where I, that's going to be my entire focus. Yeah. Obviously, the guy's an incredible striker. His cardio is bar none. And so, yeah, if he can do any of that takedown defense, uh, he's going to be damn near an unbeatable fighter. You're not going to beat him in the clinch. You won't beat him at striking. And if you can't take him down all the time, what are you going to do? And the thing is, is what I like is when he gets taken down, you saw that earlier in the night in a couple fights too. You just there's guys who just lay there, right? And they don't do anything. Yep. Carlos Condit will bust your face up <laughs> while he's laying on the back. And it reminds me of Kenny Florian. Those are the guys you yeah. take him down, and you're most likely gonna bleed. You're gonna be fucked. Yes, yeah, so, those elbows are gonna come yeah. strong. And, and that's you know, and I think if John Jones were to be taken down, honestly, I think he's a guy that would do that too. So the fight was really really good. Um, that and was you, probably the fight. I mean, that was fight of the night. That's they earned fight of the night. Yeah, yeah, and deservedly so. So that was a good fight, and then of course the the main event yep. that uh, uh. went a, as planned. As everybody everybody who is a fight fan knew it was going to go this way. We could only hope. And now you people could, are going to come back and say, "You guys said," and I said, "No, I said everything in my brain tells me this is exactly what's going to happen," and it did. But I said something my wants me to. I just wish that crazy dude would win. My fandom for Nick Diaz took over yep. my my judgment side, and right. of course, you know, it, it was one of those things too where. Um, I read that uh, Nick Diaz kept coming back, telling, saying that uh, jo- uh, George punches like a bitch. Well, yeah, okay. Um, so, so we talked about this midway yeah. through the week. Like, you brought this up. I said, yeah, here. I want you to watch these interviews. So, right after the fight, and it was fantastic because um, Nick Diaz goes first, and he has the post-fight interview after he's kind of been in the locker room with Ariel Hawani. and he comes out, and and Nick honestly had some really good clarity. If you watch it, he sounded semi-normal but in his normal i'm gonna make a thousand excuses for everything <laughs> but the thing that he said is he said um well you know it, it's just i think I, I could go now and i think i could beat him again and so i'm gonna retire unless i could fight george again i want to rematch because um you know i real honestly george hits like a woman and then Ariel Hawani <laughs> just kind of sat there and he just was trying not to laugh right and then he talked about the fact that he slept till eight o'clock that night yeah, and then he woke up and he just something didn't feel right. Something didn't feel right. Well, get up and I was sooner I than eight fucking o'clock. Stop smoking so much weed. It's not like you're fighting <laughs> in Japan. Yeah, and so so this whole thing, and he's ready to go, and then so George comes out and he's eating like a baguette or something. He's got like a whole big thing of bread in his hand, and he's eating <laughs> it, and he's got a suit on, and his face is just messed up. It looks mangled. And then he just says, oh, it's just, I got, you know, I just bruise and scar. I'm like, no, Nick put it on you in that fourth round, yes. and third and fourth round. Yeah. So, but he comes Stumbled out. Stumbled him a bit, too. Absolutely, and that's uh, what's funny is so Ariel Wani starts talking and goes, so do you think this chapter is over, George? And George goes, he goes, you know, I think it's done. And he goes, and I have respect, and he goes, I know it, it's for the fight, and, and the guy fights hard. He goes, I couldn't do the things I wanted to do. Nick's guard 
is so unique and is so different that I could not ever get the positions I wanted to to do anything. He's really hard to keep down. Well, he even said in the uh, in the cage too that it's hard to find somebody who trains to like train him. with to train like that because his guard is just ridiculous, which it is. Right. Anybody who knows anything about jujitsu, Nick Diaz's guard is probably one of the best in because it's not in, normal. It's an in, or, or and not just in MMA, just in any ground fighting whatsoever. You get him on your back, and you better be prepared for anything because right. he will throw up anything anywhere. And so what's funny is so George looks relaxed. He's ready to go. And so Ariolani drops, like, the H-bomb on him. He goes, so Nick just told me that he would love a rematch, and George doesn't really have an expression on his face. He goes, and he says that, really, you hit like a woman <laughs> and that you really didn't do anything And uh, besides hold him. And George, you could see he has this face, and he just kind of rolls his eyes up in the air, and he smiles and kind of laughs, and he's just quiet. And Ariel Hawani's like, well, how do you feel about these? You know, he always presses, you can yeah. tell. So he yeah. presses, and George is silent, and he's silent. And then finally he just goes, I I don't know what to think about these comments. Um, <laughs> you know, Nick, I thought this was, I thought we were done in the ring, and, and then I hear these things, and I don't know what to, what, what to think. Nick You're never just, done with Nick so, Diaz. What's that? You're never done with Nick Diaz. No, no, <laughs> exactly. It, especially if he knows, it, 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 he knows that he can beat you. And he knows that something better can happen than, yeah. yeah. Like just like with Carlos Condit, he never said, and he, he kind of mentioned it in the post uh, post fight press conference that he would like to have a rematch with Carlos Condit, but he didn't really press it that much just because of the fact that Carlos Condit has his number, can fights the the stylistically right. fights a fight that Nick Diaz just can't right can't win right so. I mean, at that point, then George is just he's just messed up, and you can tell. And so finally. And is like, but I mean, you got to feel good that this chapter, though, is at least done. You don't have to deal with this guy. And George was like, yes, you know, it's it's done. It's over. I can move on. And now he's talking about taking a rest. You know, he said he wanted to take two fights after coming back and he's going to take a rest for about six months. <sighs> so and you go, OK. But now reports came out midway through this week that his trainer was saying that he had an extremely strained tendon that they were afraid that was close to tearing. And they they he hopes that George takes at least six months off from training. Period, because he's afraid that so basically he he's not going to fight for another year. Well, basically, it's becoming the Anderson Silva effect. It's it's you know at this point, I'm going to take fights when I want to take fights. And George, but the difference is, is Anderson doesn't say he's ready to you know he just says I'll fight you know yeah. when it comes. But George's like I want to get in there, I want to go, and so yeah, we'll see. But I don't think we'll see Johnny Hendricks in that till maybe the end of the year, maybe at the end of the year. That would be that's nine a long months. Time. Yeah, that's it a really long is. Time. I mean, you're basically getting GSP once a year. And, and Johnny Hendricks, of course, is the guy who t- likes to fight all the time. Yes. And, you know, he, he might get into that situation where they're going to put another fight in front of him and no. he's going to lose. He could lose, uh, you know, just because he likes to fight. He likes to stay fresh. He likes yeah. to be in the ring, and that's what he does. And, of course, he, just like anybody else who's fighting professionally, he likes to make a paycheck. Yep. Um, I did mention on the last podcast as well the, the whole thing about how uh, fighters don't get popped uh, in Canada. Did you hear Somebody about got the, popped? Uh, did you hear about the um, uh, the weigh-in controversy? Yes. So right. So apparently, and I just read this a, a couple days ago. Again, right was that? Well, and this is all alleged. And there's a video right. that kind of shows, but you can't really hear all the audio. You saw so, it on Middle Easy, right? Yeah. Okay. You can. You can. You don't know how much it's skewed, but apparently, you know, in in any normal fight, you're allowed. Um, up to a pound, right? Uh, or two pounds. You're, you uh, you're up to 
a pound and a half. half pound and a half. Pound and a half, I believe. On non-title fights where you can have that ebb and flow. But on a title fight, you have to make weight. FYI, um, if you hear a dog in the background, it's it's it's, it's one Carl. of Chris's it's one of Chris's Chihuahuas, Carl. Oh, that Carl. likes to just randomly fight things. <laughs> yeah, he just fights. He just goes, man. He is So this is the second podcast in a row where we have dogs interrupting the podcast. We should just call our podcast Dogs Interrupting. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> right, I think so. so So anyway, yeah. I think it's uh is it a pound and a half? Yeah, it, it's this it, is not good that we don't know this. I think it's a pound. Yeah, I, I think maybe think one pound, pound. Right. But so in championship fights you have to be dead on. You have to be dead well, on. Well apparently they or came under. Yeah, they came to the back and they they were telling Nick Diaz's crew that Hey, you know, you're going to have some leeway on here as long as you make it to, you know, within that pound. And, and you're also going to have two hours, which uh, on title fights, you're not allowed to have extra time to just, cut just that weight. Just an hour, right? Yeah. An hour, an hour to, to, an hour to lose the extra weight. And so that was bit. weird. And they kept asking, well, wait, 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 why, wait a minute. Why is that? Why weren't we told this before? And they're like, no, it's not, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And, and basically, that was the gist. They kept getting brushed under. So I don't know how much to hold on this. I mean, it seems odd. I, I think I'm holding less because earlier they were talking about the whole hand wrapping thing. Right. And they were talking about now the weight thing. They were talking about the hand wrapping thing at the card. I mean, Joe and Mike were talking about the hand wrapping thing at the card. You know, what's so funny is when you hear the other side of that story is they made a deal about it. But then you actually hear that Jake Shields went in there first. He saw it and left and goes, all right, thanks, guys. And he gave George a hug and said, all right, hey, have a good fight. And then left. And then apparently came back later and then started something. So it's like it's this this whole crew. Well, here's <sighs> on the flip side though. Somebody said that George's camp said, uh, or George said that Nick felt extremely slippery uh, during the fight. Yes. So of course, uh, you know, if people remember, GSP was accused of greasing uh, by uh, by BJ Penn um, back when they fought. Uh, for those who don't know, greasing, what greasing is, is that it basically where they would uh, put extra, uh, fighters put va- Vaseline on their on their um, cheekbones, on their, uh, where their eyebrows are, on their face, just so that punches can slide off a little better, so that it's not immediate cutting, you know, you know what I mean? And so basically, when, when somebody gets punched, it'll slide off a little bit better, it's a little bit safer, um... Fights will last a little bit longer, but what the um, accusation was against the BJ Penn fight was the fact that, okay, BJ said that George was actually using that Vaseline to, uh, his his camp was actually rubbing his back on with his shoulders, it, rubbing his right. shoulders with it. Now, I've, I've competed in a couple of jiu-jitsu tournaments before as well. I fought against a guy who was, who looked like Arn Anderson, by the way. I know, legitimately looked like Arn Anderson from the WCW Four Horsemen guys. Yeah. Oh, we're watching the Butler Marquette game, by the way, too. Uh, on, on wow. TV, and it's sixty to sixty-two. It's back and forth right now with five minutes to go in the Butler's half. Up. Yep. Um. But anyway, uh, I fought a guy who was uncharacteristically slippery. I tried to put him on an arm triangle choke about halfway through our, our f- uh, five-minute round, and I just his arm kept slipping right out. And it wasn't just based off sweat. Because there's a difference in the slip that sweat gives you and the slip that, like, oil gives you. Yeah. And my coach later said that some people who compete a lot will actually uh, put baby oil on their skin a couple days before a fight or a couple days before a tournament yeah. so that when they sweat, it's yes. an oily sweat. Yeah. 
and they won't shower and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so when they when they're sweating, it's really slippery. Yeah. Which it's a way to game the system. I guess it's legal because yeah. you're not doing it the day of. Right. But anyway, back. roundabout back back to what we were talking about. GSP actually stated that Nick Diaz felt very slippery when they were when they were fighting each other. So it's just which is a weird thing coming from but GSP. It, anyway, so I don't really want to think too much about the whole you know the whole weight thing. But I mean, it, it it's just if that's the truth though, is that they got extra, um, you know. Extra stuff. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. So we just poured, what we're drinking tonight. We just poured some uh, Don Julio 1942, which is an extra in Yeho tequila. Chris is uh, what you would call a tequila snob. He loves. Did I pour you? Did you we can switch. Here. I poured you. No, go for it. Please have fun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris is what you would call a tequila snob. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big tequila drinker, but this stuff is so smooth and so good that I'll actually, I will. Drink yep. this. It's just a regular glass that we're just yep. sipping out of. Mm. Uh, not just. This is not a shot Very tequila. Sweet. No, it's, a, it's just a sipping social tequila. If you ever see word to the wise, if you ever see somebody shooting, nineteen forty two, shoot them in the face. <laughs> um, no. Um, so anyway, so I just kind of, I just don't even really want. <laughs> as he yeah, woos. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> now, we're, now we're rolling. Now so, this is the podcast, folks. So anyway, so I don't really want to hold too much light on that. Basically, honestly, I'm just kind of. I'm honestly happy to get past the Diaz GSP shit. Yeah, I'm just I'm over so it. It was a, it was great build up. It was great press. Yeah. It was fun to read about, fun to listen to. Now, Until last week. <laughs> yes. Now, uh there was an announcement during the card that got Chris uh, a little heated. Yeah, I did. A little upset. I may have been drinking too. Some he might Jameson. have been drinking a little bit. Yeah, you were drinking some Jameson. A lot of Jameson. And no, when we started playing FIFA after the fight, that's mm. when you kicked it in overdrive. I did. I did. But uh, anyway, they announced uh, that the next season of The Ultimate Fighter, uh, for those who don't know, uh, The Ultimate Fighter is a reality show, uh, started on Spike, is now on FX, where they put people in a house, they train with professional fighters as coaches, and then the coaches fight at the end of the show, or at a pay-per-view after and the show. And the winner whatever. ends up getting a six-figure contract right. to fight in the UFC. So. My, and I'll explain a little bit about my point with this, why I'm not really terribly upset. But the next coaches of the Ultimate Fighter will be Ronda Rousey, who and is the bantamweight uh, women's champion, and the winner and of, the the winner Misha of the Misha Tate Cat 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 fight. Casiano is also a very attractive woman. Yeah. Okay. So would, so anyway, once that was announced, Chris got up from the couch. No, and, I was already grabbing a drink. Oh, and you're then in I the heard kitchen, that, and heard I went, and, and my response was, "Are off. you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> and, and and my only thing is this is. Here's the deal. It's the ultimate fighter. It, you, as Andy alluded to, you have your professional athlete um, fighters as your coaches. And so my main concern was this. Number one, it doesn't even have to do with the fact that for the first time ever, you're going to have women and men living in this house. If you've seen any of these seasons, the house is insane. These guys are secluded from people, from their family, their friends, their girlfriends, wives, all this shit. And they're all No cell phone, about, no TV. Yeah, nothing. And they have nothing to do but kind of hang with each other and they basically fuck with each other and play mind games and it's just, it's a giant, oh, it's just insane there. So now you're going to have a house filled with both women and men with this type of situation. And people keep talking about the fucking. I just go, no, man, there's going to be domestic violence. <laughs> but I think it's going to be the women trying to beat on the men. I think so too. So, but but what I was really upset about was it's the coaching thing. And and I believe Ronda Rousey is 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 a very good Fighter, 
I have a tough time saying that. She is a very good judo artist, and she's worked on some striking, and she's, her grappling is phenomenal. She has a one-trick, but it is so good that it doesn't matter that she's a one-trick pony. You know it's coming, right? and there's but nothing you can issue, do about it. My issue was this. Yes, she's a good athlete, and she trains hard, but what has she learned in the MMA game in her seven fights that would make her a good coach for those coming up? I think, I think we're going to find out. Next episode on Tuesday yeah. of the Ultimate Fighter because I believe it's like the nineteenth time she's been on this damn Ch- show now. Chael brings it, her in to well, yeah. to train a little bit, and it's one of the, uh, to train their, the guys, right? And I I think that um, I personally I think judo is extremely underrated in the MMA game, right? Because of the fact that those throws, for, I mean, Carl Parisian did it. His judo throws were the best. My judo uh, throws are you know, the best. You have uh, Akiyama, who had great judo throws, has great judo throws. Um, any uh, Armenian that's an MMA fighter has, <laughs> has great judo throws. But anyway, um, uh, judo can take you down to the ground and faster than any than a sh- than a shot from right. wrestling. Yep. Because a shot from wrestling. Only there's, there's you only end up a, in a guard. You end up a few, in a guard. Yeah, there's only a few. Well, you actually end up in side control. Some sometimes. A, a lot, lot of times, times you end yeah. up in side control or yeah. half guard. Right. Which is very a uh, very advantageous yeah. and uh, dominant position when you're fight when you're especially when you're fighting. Right. Um, jujitsu not so much when you're fighting and punching you hold somebody down and just have a free arm just to wail on somebody. Yeah. It's extremely ad- advantageous. Now the thing with that is you've got these people who don't really use the judo as well so i think coming out of of the house you you've got people that are probably very good at striking very good at wrestling because they're here in the first place uh the ultimate fighter changed their their requirements on people getting into the house of actually having pro fighters you had yeah. to have i think it was two or three fights pro fight, right uh, uh pro fights before you came in because you would have guys like Corey Hill who had no yeah. pro fights at all and, and come almost in kill and, yourself yeah, and almost but, yeah almost snap your but, leg in half. But but okay, all this aside, and that's fine. But I I disagree on this on this one major point. And and the thing is, is that it's it's a business thing. It has nothing to do like this is for some of these guys. It's they feel it's their only way to to make money. Like it's their it's going to be their future for their family or for themselves or for pride. And I look at it this way. The UFC is literally having her because they are having a fucking field day with having a successful women's MMA star that is attractive, that is willing to do interviews, speaks well, has a little attitude, a little bitchiness, and they can market the shit out of her. Well, look at the two the two girls who are fighting to fight her next. That's fine. But Those two girls are the exact same right. way. That's they're my attractive, point. They can that fight. is my point. Is But they're not putting it because they have something. The one thing with Misha Tate, though, she's been fighting a lot longer. And she was a wrestling background as well. That girl has a pedigree as well, but she's been doing it a lot longer. And I think she's been in the MMA game long enough that she has some stuff to talk about and teach. And she's trained with so many different people. I think she can. But my biggest thing is right now Dana White's just utter infatuation with with Ronda Rousey is insane. You watch his Twitter stuff, how many – photos and stuff they tweets out about her and where they are and it's that's the reason why and i go i don't want it to become because it's all about the ratings because there's some people that are on this show that that's their life and some of these guys this training changes their lives and they become incredible fighters and just kind of you know and that's the thing like this you compare it to this season you have two really good coaches 
really good coaches. And that yep. was my point on Saturday. By that point, though, I was belligerent. Right. And I was, well, I was and going, fuck it, I'm And here's my, here's my point, though. Yeah. My point with this is, I, and it even happened from the first episode of The Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, I know. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're both basking in how good the Don Julio is. <laughs> but anyway, um, my, my point was, from the very first Ultimate Fighter, you the whole game, the whole way to win this reality series is you win your fights, you win the tournament, you get a six-figure deal, you're in right. the UFC. Right. All these guys are there to try to get in the That's UFC. True. You got four or five guys from that first season alone that got contracts based off that season. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't a six-figure contract, but it's a contract. Your but it's fight, not also guaranteed four fights. Sure, but that's fine. These guys are just trying. I mean, I know people who are fighting local shows. Yeah. Guys I train with. Yeah. Guys that I know that are fighting local shows that would kill someone That's for a chance to be on the Ultimate Fighter. Right. Because if you're on the Ultimate Fighter, not only do you have a better chance of being in the UFC, you have a better chance of fighting on Bellator, you have a better chance on fighting World Series of Fighting, you have a better chance fighting on uh, on on cards. We can watch the rest of this game before we go over, though. I just want to. See. I'm just going to um, flip real quick. But you have guys Perfect. that are wanting. Hey, there's Boss Rutten. That are wanting to <laughs> um, get on the big show or the big shows, right? And just being on the Ultimate Fighter is going to give them yeah. enough leeway, enough sponsorship abilities. Right. You got a guy on the Ultimate Fighter right now that's doing commercials already. Well, and that's and that's kind of giveaway of this season. Right. I kind of feel it, but okay. And I I agree with you. But can we can we agree that the real reason why Ronda Rousey is going to be a coach and they needed to put I a never denied opposing that, one is because it's a it's a publicity. Oh, game. I never denied okay. that though. And it, the thing. With me, I'm not uh, I'm not an MMA hipster like some people are, where it's like, oh, I liked MMA back in Pride, which I did. I am loving the fact that it's so easily accessible now. Yeah. We have a third string, like a third tier MMA promotion that's on NBC Sports Network right now with professional fighters, former yep. UFC fighters yep. that are just... You can watch shout for free. Out, shout out to the pit bull, Andre Orlovsky. I love you, buddy. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah. I, yes, Chris, by the way, is a huge Andre Orlovsky fan, um, even though he has a hairpin trigger for you, knockouts. You know what? Huh. So that fight tonight, there's a fight tonight between Andre Orlovsky and uh, Anthony, Anthony Rumble Johnson. Anthony, I can't make any weight Fighting class at, shots. Fighting his uh, natural weight class <laughs> of 294. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. Heavyweight. Yes, yeah, crazy. Fighting at heavyweight. Um, uh the fight I will t I will make a bold decision tonight. The fight will either end in a knockout or a knockout or a, a knockout. knockout. <laughs> yeah. Andrei will either win by the knockout yep. or lose by knockout. Yep. Because so. if you just go and shake his hand, he falls over. No, he is not Chuck Liddell. Oh, he's worse. This, no, he's not. Oh, yes, he Dude, is. Dude, he only had three. Yeah, but they were just like no. Boom. Uh, okay. Lights One up. was Fedor who knocked everybody out. One was Brett Rogers who that's what he wanted to do. Right, so I mean, you talk about those two dudes. They hit. That's what they do. Andre Lasky's been at it for a while. Too. Yes, but Andre Lasky has also ran off multiple fights, and he should. I don't care. You know, fuck Tim Sylvia. He should have won that fight too <laughs> afterwards. But um, um, now we're getting way back yeah. to people who. No, but, this was just recently. This was just within right. the last well, six months. I mean, uh, so Andre Lasky fought Tim Sylvia. I know. Back in way the back in the days, I know. Uh, but my my point is yeah. that Ronda Rousey being in the UFC is, is another. High profile, just the way that same way that Brock Lesnar was. Seeing I no. And now Brock nope, I won't say that because that that's unfair to Ronda Rousey. Because Brock Lesnar had athletic ability, 
but he didn't have MMA skill. He had wrestling, yes. Yeah. But Ronda but, Rousey has a double facet, and and she's also pioneering on that one side. Not right. necessarily pioneering. But you do have – it's the same thing where they, they put Brock Lesnar as a yes. ultimate fighter coach to get yeah, the, the, the wrestling guys, yes. the pro wrestling people no to start watching MMA. No doubt. Now you have Ronda Rousey, who not only is – for a casual guy with a penis wants right. to watch this, but you have women who right. like seeing other you strong women it, succeed. It, and that's fine if that's what they're really going at. And I just, I think it's, I've just become slightly disenchanted with. Um, it's just because you have a big, you're so up Misha Tate's asshole that. I do love Misha Tate. <laughs> I love Misha Tate. You were so disappointed Misha when Cupcake. she lost. No, I, I wasn't disappointed. Actually, I was, I was, I became a bigger fan. Everybody taps instantly. Christ. Misha Tate rolled around for almost a minute in that damn arm bar with that thing and would not tap. You know what? And the funny thing is it didn't rip anything. That girl took it. So, But anyways, my, that's not That's a whole other story. With, with my, uh, my opinion on people who don't tap is not, is not a respect issue. It's a stupidity issue. Well, right. But I think she, she first got almost out of it. But, and we can talk about that. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was definitely pride, and that could have definitely screwed up her career. <laughs> so, oh, it could have ruined her career. Yes. Yeah, so... But uh, no, overall, I just I've just become disenchanted at times with where it's kind of going as an organization because you kind of get like this feeling, and you know what? It it goes back to the Chael Sonnen getting fucking title shots with with John Jones after losing Anderson Silva, Nick Diaz basically hopping over people to get this title shot because it goes about ratings. And I understand it's a business, but at the same time, what made MMA great well, on, the, on the offside of that though is that GSP actually asked and demanded that fight. Well, and, that's, and when you're the poster boy of the UFC, you can make whatever fucking and that's fight you want to. Fine. And they say that, and they go, "This is the first time George has ever asked for anything," and that's fine. But but what really separated MMA from boxing was that boxing is so damn corrupt that you know what was supposed to be the pure science and was a great thing to watch is just it's just a joke. Seventeen belts in one weight class and. And everybody gets a title fight when you've had, oh, I just lost to three different guys, but I'm fighting this guy. I won once, and I get a title shot. And I kind of feel like we're heading that way. And I just don't want to see that because the one thing about MMA that's been great is it was truly the two best guys getting in there to fight. That was you know? what made you very emotional when we went to Vegas. It was. You, you, know, I, the, you know what? I, the ben Henderson, Frankie Edgar Side fight. note, it was. It was, it was. We talked about that just briefly. When at my bachelor party and we watched it, it was the Frankie Edgar, Ben Henderson, the first fight. And for the longest time, you know, I hate judges. I, I don't know what they're watching sometimes. But at the same time, <laughs> you know what? They even gave them monitors, and they still don't well, know what see, the fuck they're doing. And, and I would give them the benefit of the doubt if they didn't have monitors because it was <laughs> like I've been to live events, and I go, no, you can miss a lot. Even if you're a cage side, I could see that. But with monitors, what the shit are you watching? So the thing is, if you're a champ, and maybe it was the GSP effect. I'm so used to that basically – if you're GSP, mm. if it's going to go to decision, there's no way you're going to ever lose. Not right. even close. And so with Frankie Edgar, he had just been getting decisions and decisions. And and then it was like when it got close to the end, I was like, I know Ben's going to lose. They're not going to take the belt away from Frankie over this. And then all of a sudden they call it out and they go with the new. And I just – I kind of lost it. Grant I had been about 13 white Russians deep. You were 13 white Russians deep. I was in you Vegas. Were, you were winning a thou over $1,000. No, I fight. don't bet on MMA. Okay. But I was over a thousand dollars in Vegas. We can edit that out. If we, need so, to. <laughs> we, can edit, we can edit that out if we need to. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, fucking bus driver Whoops, over here. My bad. So this will be the last podcast as I'm going to kill my podcast, mate. We're gonna um, have to start going through a disclaimer warning before each one of our. Uh... Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, I was up a thousand dollars, and that's yeah. why you were very emotional. Right. So, so, anyways, and so yeah, because it was just really good to see that. Um, and anyway. 
so basically, I mean, that's, that's just kind of. Yeah, you got really emotional. You were, and, and, but it's, it's. Um, I think it's. I don't know where how we uh, turned off with this, but it's the fact of, um. The 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 UFC and having Ronda Rousey and either Misha T. You're basically having a chance. There's definitely going to be two hot chicks coaching the nef- next episode of of the Ultimate Fighter. Right. I mean, what we were kind of getting at there was, um, yeah, just I, the I business side. Okay, it was yeah. the business side, you know, and that I just don't want it to get to that way. The way you don't want it to get is. the way boxing is. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Right, anyway, well, so, now yeah. with all that dribble. Yes. Yeah, so um, now, now that's done. Let me see here. Um, the uh, oh, I'm st- I'm just kind of uh, still um, sidetracked by this uh, Butler Marquette game because it's th- uh, Marquette's up by three right now. Butler um, has the ball. 14.7 point. Actually, they're going to get ready to shoot free throws, but it's 14 seconds left. Uh, I feel bad for anybody who is in a bracket pool right now because your brackets. Uh, I posted something on Facebook and Twitter that that's the sound of the brackets exploding when, when Georgetown uh, got upset by uh, Florida and Gulf after Coast. Wisconsin and then after Harvard winning. Yeah. And, but, you know, as, as we said last week. tonight, by the way. As, hey, for all you Notre Dame fans, um, remember last week. Hey, by the way, the uniforms were still horrible. That, this they were week, still horrible. They were, they you were lost. reverse horrible. And you lost. But um, I'll say you. I'm not a Notre no. I'm Dame just saying. Basketball. I said Notre Dame fans. Okay. Gotcha. But um, IU did what they're supposed to do. Yeah. IU, t- IU. Ohio State, the Ohio State <laughs> University. So uh, what I love is that because I have such a Ohio State hater at work, uh, my boss being a giant IU fan, <laughs> I wrote on my brackets nonstop all the way up to the finals. The, the OSU. <laughs> the OSU. So. They did what they're supposed to do, and as um, for bracket wise, and this kind of takes us into where we're going to next is, I have a uh, a Big Ten Final Four, which a lot on. I've been seeing a lot of people say have been posting Big Ten Big Big Ten Final Four. So yeah. who are your teams in your Final Four? I have uh, Michigan State, okay. Michigan, okay, ugh. but uh, <laughs> yeah, o- that, Ohio- that, that was sickening to write down. Yeah, no, but they're a great team though. Um, Ohio State and Indiana. So I have those in the final with uh, Ohio State taking out Michigan State and Indiana beating Michigan, and oh, then so they're you being have an Ohio Indiana. State, Indiana and yes, a, let me guess. Ohio State beats uh, Indiana by 60, seven. 68 to sixty-four. Okay, f- uh, four points. Four that points. Was close. Yeah. So I, I think it can go that way, and I mean, so far, I'm well on the way. Yeah, and Ohio point. State in in their in their division in so their lucky. Their, West, their, in their the West region, division. Yep. In their region, they have basically are in cruise control right I now. I mean, the things. I mean, Iowa State is no joke, and and that's fine. But I was really New Mexico was going to be a really tough game, and if they, I actually had Ohio State playing Wisconsin in I the Elite too. Eight. I did too. And Wisconsin just came out and Which threw up a giant bracket. like threw up thirty seven turds <laughs> <laughs> up to the rim. Well, and, um, and I I, I was going with Wisconsin Butler, probably the same way that Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, Butler's about to lose. Yep. Um, which I have Marquette won in one of my brackets, and I have Butler winning. I have but I think I have Marquette both of them both. losing yep. to Miami, uh, Florida. Uh, my, yep. uh, yeah, the, the obvious Miami. Yep. Um, losing in that next game. Yep. As long as Miami wins tomorrow. I actually have Marquette going to an Elite Eight. Really? And getting beat by Indiana. I have Indiana beating whoever anyway. <laughs> uh, my I, final four, four is uh, Louisville. Um, I, mean, I, I can know, I bandwagon people. Nobody even. Okay, I want to just throw this out Louisville's here. All of a sudden, Lou, no, no, okay. no. We're gonna stop this bullshit. I now. have Louisville, Ohio State. Oh, sorry, Louisville. 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 Yeah, Louisville. Okay, Ohio State, Kansas, and Indiana. Okay, see, there. I'm sorry. Besides uh, some people and diehard fans and that, 
you didn't hear a ton about Louisville. They were number one for a little bit, and they dropped off. They lost a couple games, and then nobody even talked about them. And then all of a sudden, they went on this streak, and then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, Louisville's the best team in the whole country. We're giving overall number one seed. Man, nobody was talking about Louisville. Why is everybody all of a sudden jumping on this bandwagon of Louisville this year? Like, they are a very good team, but I just, I just don't. I don't get it. I don't understand what the big hype over Louisville is. I think is. the big the big thing here, too, is the fact that, at least in their first two games that they've played, they've put up ridiculous numbers. Yes, they've played nobody. Let's be honest. When you're a number one seed, your first game, if you struggle like Gonzaga, it shows you shouldn't be a number one seed. <laughs> yeah. You're playing, what, what did you Gonzaga say? I think Gonzaga is... You made a really, really good point. Did Gonzaga lose? No. No, uh, they're no, up they're by w- eight. They're winning by eight. Okay. okay. So, you made a really good point when I came in here, you're like... IU looked like they were about six inches taller than everybody on that court. <laughs> well, right. they they literally were. Right. It's a it's it's a small school, mid major, whatever, and they're playing. Yeah, you should. That's why. That's why your 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 college pays all that money. Right. To those players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <it's exactly laughs> right. People so, don't make money. They're fortunate to the pro. They make it. You know college. what? And I say whatever. If you don't think your college is paying players, then you're stupid. And number one, the only teams that ever get busted are those that stop winning. If you're winning. Your college is going to keep playing. Butler oh. Hall with two two point four seconds this left, is, and they're down by two. This is getting interesting. But anyway, so, so so my final four was uh, Louisville, Ohio State, Kansas, and Indiana. Okay. And then I have Indiana and Louisville uh, winning the, their respective games, and of course Indiana beating Louisville, uh, seventy six to seventy. No respect. No respect. Uh, well, the the bad part was is in my other league I had the same. Yeah. I I think I had the same final four. I had Louisville. Uh, I no, I actually had. In my final four, is that right? Jeez, Damn, multi no, brackets. That, that can't be right. Uh, so I had Louisville. I had Indiana. How the fuck do you read this? Oh, Louisville, Ohio State, <laughs> Indiana, and Georgetown. Well, of course Georgetown got fucked. Yeah, but um, I have Indiana losing to Louisville in that one. Yeah, so basically you just covered all your bases and said, "There's no way I can lose." <laughs> well, um, obviously Ohio State's not going to win at all. But yeah, still, okay. what we're saying here is the obvious. Case. Well, we'll be talking next week. And we will then, be talking you know, next week. When I use that, uh, hopefully not out of the tournament, because I want him to get to the finals so that Ohio State can uh, whoop that ass. <laughs> whoop, whoop that, that ass. ass. Um, well, at least Ohio, uh, Ohio State has a chance of playing in the championship game this, uh, in this sport. Oh, wow. That's, that's <laughs> very true. We, yeah, that's true. Well, we just haven't been beat yet. So um, we, we haven't been beat nobody's by selling, the system. Nobody's selling uh, their memorabilia for tattoos on the Ohio State team. Not yet, but Aaron Kraft is selling his steals because there's a lot of teams that don't know how to get steals. So he's like, <laughs> I have so many. I have so I'll go many ahead and steals. sell them to you. That's okay. fine. Well, all so, right. <laughs> anyway, so, no, the tournament's been interesting. It always is. And um, it oh, generates. The other thing, too, is I saw somebody on Facebook post where it was either on Facebook or on Twitter where. If you are a number five seed, yeah, and you get uh, picked as a number five seed, yeah, you should be scared shitless. Yeah, because the number twelve seed, three of the four number twelve seeds yeah. have won the, the, uh, in this year, and I think, and Oregon just won tonight, and they're in the Sweet Sixteen. They're a number twelve seed. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, but that would already happen, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, you're well. The, I mean, the Pac twelve was was underrated when they came in. I mean, the way they rated. Uh, UCLA, the way they rated Oregon, um, that was look at that big dude, man. That dude is gigantic. Yeah, if you're watching this, he's a big that dude, dude is huge. Well, Two, if you're watching one, this, uh, that's not good. That was a terrible that dude shot. Tripped himself, and the game is over. And all right, Butler, Butler lost. lost. All right, so now all you Butler fans, I want you to go take your shirts. 
that you pulled out just for today, and I want you to put them back in and pull your IU shirts out <laughs> and put those on. Because so for the last two years, you do realize three years, we're from Indiana. We, we are in Indiana. I understand we're not that. Have but a lot I, Ohio State people. Here. No, I know it's not about that. It's okay. it's I love those people that for the last three years have all of a sudden been. Oh, I've been a huge Butler fan forever, and they've had it out. And they've had their shirts, and then when Butler was, oh, they get knocked out. And it was, oh, I've been an IU fan forever. My so. thing, my thing was, I was never really cheering for Butler. Yeah. I was glad to see them win, just for being being in a smaller school. It's yeah, a school of four thousand people. I, I won't care where the team's from. Right. If it's a Cinderella that's getting far, that's why they call it a Cinderella. You root for those people. Yeah. Um, is Polyf- is that Polyphilia? No, Polyphilia is not Polyphilia. on the bottom. Yeah. No, on the top. No, that's oh, it is on the bottom. On the I couldn't see his uh, d- his dollar bill that's across his belly, his dollar bill tattoo. At least he showed up tonight, so that's good. Yes, Palofilio, By the way, uh, um, I just read that he missed his flight on Wednesday because of a panic attack. Speaking of panic attacks, <laughs> Bellator the other night. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of panic attacks, Marcus Davis fought again for the first time in a while against uh, ex UFC fighter Wolf. Yes, Spearwolf and Spearwolf flipped the fuck out. Apparently, basically. need him in the nuts. Yep. But what Marcus Davis is saying is that it really didn't connect with his nuts, and that the the ref called it because of a panic attack. Yep. And that was a no contest because yep. Spearwolf had a panic attack. And, and, and this is not anything. Well, that panic going I want to make a disclaimer. This is nothing against Native Americans. Nothing at all. <laughs> then we're not oh, saying Native Americans have. Did you have a Native American relationship that you had a, a bad time with? No, not all. I'm just saying is okay. I want to make sure that just, nobody yeah. thinks that we're out here okay. just quietly calling out, uh-huh. you know, yes. Native Americans okay. for no reason. Okay. So well, he was. His name really is Spirit Wolf, and he is really and Native he American. Is fucking Native American. I didn't know. Fucking, yeah, I didn't know uh, Paul Fugio had a Mike Tyson type tattoo on his face. Oh, he totally does. Wow. wow. Right. That guy's lost his goddamn mind. He's lost it a long time ago, so uh, well, they're going to stand him. Um, so no, anyways. That's, is that the, that's the end of the round. So, okay, so talk about panic attacks and random things and, and, and mm-hmm. MMA weird stuff. I'm going to kind of go into this weird story that came up today. Oh, yeah, I forgot about um, that. So, my not se- today, my this week. My segue earlier was about the Dan Hardy uh, <laughs> thing. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we so, totally missed it. It's all right. Yeah, so um, – Dan Hardy this week was reported that he's going to be off the UFC 159 card, which is, of course, uh, the John Jones, Chael Sonnen fight. Um, he got pulled off the card. He could not get cleared by the California um, Athletic Commission. And the reason is, is because... Look at this. We're all official with like, news stories he, Yeah, and you know, because last week, what did we do? We sat there twice, and we had to go look up on the internet. Well, so I came fucking prepared. The thing I was thinking about today, Talk. too, uh, getting getting excited mm. to, to do another, <laughs> another podcast, <laughs> um, was the fact that... Uh, in my background, I actually had my own radio show out of college. I went and to school. I did not. So I went that to was school. Great. I went to sc- and your voice is much better for radio. Mm. But the fact that, that we can ladies. do this, yeah, you, yeah. My voice is not a radio voice, but somebody decided to give me a morning show. Mm. I got in trouble uh, for talking about uh, underage girls uh, getting dressed to my voice. <laughs> so I'm originally from Wabash, Indiana. You are a pedophile, aren't you? No, <laughs> I made a joke. Okay, so here's what happened: a, a local high school team, and my voice just cracked for some reason. But a Ooh. local, a local high school team, yeah. uh, <laughs> girls volleyball high school team, yeah. uh, would always call me up and want to hear a particular song. Now, mind you, this was a country station. Oh, and I am the biggest country. Hater. Yeah, you are. I hate country fan. Yeah. I, I hate country music. Yeah. I'm not a country fan. Paulo Filho was getting his ass kicked. Yeah. But um, 
Oh, that's uh, almost okay. gash device. Sorry. Anyway, on. but so what happened was is that these girls would call me up when they're in the locker room getting ready. They, they were the oh, this is so they, they creepy, the, dude. I don't even think they were I the like varsity volleyball team. I don't this associated. And they'd be like, "Ah, oh, we love uh, your show. Can you hear this song? Because we want to hear this." So PR podcast does not condone this <laughs> behavior, and so we do not represent was, this statements made by Andrew Baumgartner. <laughs> what happened uh, was, is I said a comment where I said. The the blank girls volleyball team uh, called me up again. Spandex, right? And, and no, I didn't say anything about their okay, their their shorts or anything. But I did say this. I said the blank girls uh, volleyball team was just called up and wanted to hear the song again because what better to listen to while you're getting undressed than my voice in the morning? Okay. Yeah, you should have known that was bad off the get <laughs> Well, I thought it was. I thought it was a good. And thing. then you immediately went over and said, "Shout out to Spandex." <laughs> <laughs> so the drunk whore cunt bitch, fucking ah uh, man, I hope she's dead of AIDS. Wow. Yeah, the lead sales lady. She was a drunk fucking whore. What's wrong with his side? I don't know, but she was a drunk bitch. Okay. And she would always come in drunk, and this the day would start at seven o'clock for her, so she would be hammered already. Wow, good. She was married to the district attorney mm. of my hometown. and uh, But anyway, um, she called me up and said, How dare you say that on the air? Those girls, some of those parents are some of our advertisers. You shouldn't say that. And so I ended up getting into a fight with my general manager. And you get fired. I didn't get fired, but I did leave to go to do overnights in Fort Wayne um, for... Magic 95.1. Ooh, magic. <laughs> Shout out to Magic 95.1. Yes. But anyway, that was my that was that story. So anyway, you're okay. Dan Hardy. Sorry. So this was an official. Wow. Yeah, this was a, sorry about So that. anyway, so <laughs> Dan, that was really great. I'm uh this is my partner, everybody. Just sip that tequila, sir. Partner. Um so anyway, like so Dan Hardy got pulled off a card. And um th- the weird thing is is as I first learned about this is Dan Hardy put a tweet out earlier in this week, about about Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. That said, um, I got pulled off the card because of an unfair advantage. I apparently have a wolf heart, which gives me an unfair advantage to fighting. A wolf heart. A wolf heart. And um, and I kind of laughed. Or an as whatever. A wolf heart. A wolf heart. So I, I kind of you know laughed. I was like, that's okay. That's a really random tweet. And then started reading again that blah 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 that that's kind of the case. And then Dan Hardy's been really lighthearted about this this whole week, and he's kept saying he goes, "They say it's an unfair advantage." He goes, "I'm really going to take this. This is a sign in my life, and and I'm going to, uh, um, I, I think it's going to be a change. And obviously, this is good. And he's even changed his Twitter name to Wolfheart. Dan Hardy. <laughs> it's no longer the outlaw. He may not even be the outlaw anymore. He might he's be he's Dan contemplating Wolfheart Hardy. Yes. So, but here, but but here's here's the seriousness of this. It it doesn't give you an unfair advantage, and and he said it's because I have two hearts. All right, so and what it's it really, really is? Not really a wolf. No, wolf heart is not. It's actually is wolf Parkinson White syndrome. So what that basically is is a condition characterized by abnormal electrical pathways in the heart uh, that cause disruption of the heart's normal rhythm. So I have no idea what that means. Yeah. So what that basically means is that these people get I electrical. I said on the. I said I thought I said on the last podcast that we are not doctors. We are not doctors. <laughs> But I am going to read. But you are a Wikipedia master. <laughs> no, this actually isn't Wikipedia okay. at all. Um, <laughs> so obviously your your heart is controlled by electrical signals from your brain. And when that happens, um, it causes your ventricle and your atrium to, to beat in a particular pattern. Well, these people have extrical, extra electrical uh, synapses that come through. They cause their heart to beat uh, with basically arrhythmia. And it causes it to be off pattern. So... Uh, 
it, there's no really unfair advantage. The the seriousness of this is that it can cause Disney dizziness. It can cause you to get lightheaded, a weird feeling of euphoria, and at worst, it could cause you to pass out and go right into cardiac arrest. So this whole time, here's the deal: we haven't heard yet whether or not Dan has had this for ever, for a long time. This is the first time, or if Dan got this from another way. Right. And and, and which, Andy, which is what, and I want to segue to Andy, which is what this. I asked about because I asked I. Was wondering if if Dan now if Dan if you somehow have found our podcast I would like uh, <laughs> you to contact me on Twitter and we'd love to have you on the show <laughs> but anyway um, uh, earlier or later last year Dan Hardy took a spiritual trip um, to Central America I believe I think this is the, Central America is the only place you can do this to um, partake in a ayahuasca uh, ritual. And uh, for those of you who listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, which I will say that is one of the inspirations of actually doing a podcast Agreed. because I love his podcast. Yep. And another podcast to really listen to is uh, Burt Kreischer's podcast. Uh, Burt Kreischer is a, a stand-up comedian. He's the host of Trip Flip, um, did Burt the Conqueror on Travel Channel. Yep. But he's uh, the basis for the Van Wilder movies. Yes. Uh, but anyway, uh, ayahuasca is a, uh, is a drug – uh, it's grown from the earth, but uh, it's it has high psychoactive um, it's, properties. It's akin to peyote, honestly. Well, well no, it's like it's a peyote but, but times on a tops, thousand. right? That's what I'm saying. It's akin. It's the because same they mix it right. when when they take this stuff, they mix it with DMT. Oh my god! <laughs> which DMT is like LSD times a thousand. Yeah. So what they would do is they would they would get in the the, the people that would go would take a week's excursion. Now, this is all hearsay because I don't know anybody who did it. This is all just stuff that I've heard. Uh, they would take a week's excursion. You can go onto YouTube and actually uh, YouTube ayahuasca rituals, and there's videos about it. For How people. do you spell that? Uh, A-Y-A-H-U-A-S-C-A. Right. Because I would have gone out there and said ayahuasca. Iowa, I-O-W-A, <laughs> and then Polish ending. <laughs> so it's, it's ska music from Iowa. Right. Okay. Ayahuasca. <laughs> not, not the ska band from Iowa, Iowaska, but Ayahuasca. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. But anyway, so what they would do is they would go, they'd have these excursions. You would you would do this stuff with other people uh, that were also on these excursions. So it would be a big circle. Everybody would take their Ayahuasca. It, it, it would be a drink. Uh, a lot of it's in Peru. Wow. So you would drink this this ayahuasca stuff. You would immediately start to feel nauseous, vomit everywhere, um, ask for like people to make it stop because you would immediately have these these uh, extreme hallucinations. Wow. To the to the point where is this the plot of the second like of the DLC for Assassin's Creed Three? <laughs> it might for be. the for yeah, yeah, for yeah Imperial whatever. Okay, <laughs> but they would have extreme hallucinations so much so that there is a guy who who now goes by the name of Aubrey, who uh, is the guy who uh, creates all the on it stuff that Joe Rogan sells, yep. like the Alpha Brain and yep. and the T the testosterone. Changed his stuff. name, right? He changed his name <laughs> because he felt that he came back a completely different person. Wow. Because of these experiences that he had, yeah. and he was explaining like how deep the, the the stuff did. Well, Dan Hardy did that. Oh, did he? Dan Hardy went and had an ayahuasca, uh, ayahuasca spiritual journey. The, uh, the 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 shamans that give them 
this ayahuasca drug say that the vomiting and the is purging of all the negative energy in your body mm-hmm. because you're just you're, I mean you're projectile vomiting well, you're right. shitting yourself or it's just your body saying this is a fucking terrible thing to put <laughs> in me because <laughs> I'm not supposed to live on this right, right. one of the things in here too is is there are many reports there are many reports of miraculous physical as well as emotional and spiritual healing mm. resulting from the use of ayahuasca cool and long term negative effects effects are not known. So I don't know if he got this from that, but right. anything that you put in your body that does that kind of shit to you, just it's got to be great. Has to, it has it's got to be top notch. No, oh, no, no way. I would never. Do I don't such see. Things. I don't see any long term effects on that at all. Right. Like cell phone use. I'm sure. I'm sure. In like 25 years, we're not going to all just go. Wow, that was the dumbest thing humans have ever done. Who was it? I listened to somebody. Uh, Bill Burr uh, was on Bob and Tom the other day and said that he doesn't use microwaves because he saw a documentary once that um, they put. A bowl of water in microwave and boiled it, and then uh, boiled water on the stove, yeah. and then gave it to plants. Yeah. And the plant that was gave given water from a microwave died way faster. Okay, I'm gonna say both plants died because you don't put fucking boiling water on a plant. Right. I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, the whole point is boiling. But water then he plants. said, I still use cell phones, so I kind of level it out a little. Yeah. Bit. Like, oh, all right. Okay. One of the things I wanted to talk about cell phones. Is the fact that whoa? Uh, so we're just done with Dan Hardy. Just yeah, we're like done that. with Dan Hardy. Uh, unless you, did you have anything else about Dan? No, Hardy? I just, I just think that's interesting because I've never heard anybody get pulled off a card because of this. This is, this is unique. A random syndrome, Wolf Parkinson syndrome. Well, that, just, just, it could be. I mean, you could almost say it's like getting. Having but how long has Dan Hardy been fighting? Flu. How is, how has Dan Hardy been fighting this long? So to kind of go to your point. Dan Hardy has been fighting this long and has never ever tested for this, right. right? Yeah. But then all of a sudden now, so how long ago did he go do this? Uh, it's a good question. Let me look. Oh, didn't come prepared. Sorry, I didn't know. So, with him going there, is it's now all of a sudden he's only fought. A, a, when was the last the last fight he had was against? Um, Ooh. So he talked about his two weeks doing ayahuasca uh, back in Dece- December. He talked about it. So he probably did it in November. Of this past year. November of 2012. Right. And he hasn't fought since then. No. So, right. So he, here's my, he went immediately after his last fight. Right. So my point is, okay, so all this time well, I'm never saying. busted. And then I know. Now we're going to get some ayahuasca fans like, no, dude, it's no, from the earth. That's spiritual. Right. Yeah. You know what, know what else is from? 40 the, people that listen to us is going to be like, oh. Uh. You know what else is from the earth, technically? Um, cocaina plants. Cocaina um, plants from uh, from Colombia. Mm. And when you make that shit into stuff, it causes your body to do really cocaine. weird things. Oh, and it, it'll cause your, uh, your sinuses to completely erupt into blood. So- Heart just because it's from the earth, right? You could just get a wolf be- heart from that, right? <laughs> just because. Not saying Dan Hardy did cocaine, but say, hey, right? But okay. But the one thing that this actually says is that people with Parkinson's white syndrome are born with an extra connection in their heart. So all I have I'm to say is to anything is, that has the word Parkinson's in the disease is probably not a good thing. So he's gonna be best friends with Michael J. Fox. You would think it'd make his hands faster? <laughs> well, it might. It might. I mean, Coming from weird angles. Like, I don't know what he's doing. Oh, I don't know what he's doing. Oh, anyways. Apologize. Okay, so. So, anyway, cell phones. Yeah, cell phones. Cell, yeah, so, anyway, cell phones. Cellular telephones. So, you work for a major oh, wireless provider. Yeah, throw me under the bus here, too, huh? I used to work for the same provider yep. for a long okay. time. That's how we met. Mm-hmm. But I, I, because I've been out of the game uh, for a while, since September, yep. I want to know... 
uh, you had some BlackBerry training. Yeah. And everybody's familiar with BlackBerry. Yep. And I think our audience are kind of nerdy and techy. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I would love to hear your thoughts on BlackBerry's um, attempt at uh, reinventing itself. Uh, they nailed it. Yeah? BlackBerry nailed it. So um, first off, getting rid of the fact that their devices were named BlackBerry and their company was named RIM for Research in Motion based out of Waterloo, Canada. Um, they we're, nailed we're going it. there, aren't we? Yeah, they they um they consolidating and just calling themselves BlackBerry was was a great idea because that was always confusing for people. Um, but they really did a great job. So I'm for one time I'm I just I really dogged them out in this last oh, half big, a year, big time. No, no, d- and last I did half too. a year, last half a year because I said I cannot believe you're not releasing this now. This is such a dumb idea. Um, I am really glad that they waited because I feel like. They put a device out. That was a big gulp. That, that tequila. That, that, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I, done with mine. So, um, <laughs> no, you're ready for round two. So, I feel like they did a good job waiting, and they and they should have because the device is solid. It has a really good solid feel, um, but they did a good job on the operating system, and this is what I'm kind of getting at. So for the longest time, BlackBerry's been known as really predominantly for work. work. It's a, it's a, a it's business. office, right? Basic. I'm going to check my email, and that's pretty much it, right? And do BBM. Yeah, BBM. BBM is the biggest thing that yeah. people say. I just right. can't lose is BBM, which is BlackBerry Messenger. Right. So they took BBM and they took that thing to the next level. Which we which had a lot great. of people that would come in and go, "Uh, can I have my BBM contacts over to my iPhone or right. over can to I Android? do BBM with that?" Right. So Well, no, cuz well, it's called BlackBerry Messenger. <laughs> right. So um but what they really did and, and I'll give you a few features that the, I think they nailed and nobody's doing. And the biggest one is the, they have a partitioning effect, which means they're able to split this device um and it's a, it's a dual core device. No, no, no. So it's just, not? just stop. Okay. They're able sorry. to partition this device between work and personal. Oh. Wow. I'm this is why uh, remember when you said you're out of the loop? <laughs> yeah, so just yeah. stay out of the this loop. This this was a reality check for me. Wow. When I asked that question, you're like, mm, and I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, oh, no. I have no idea what I'm so, talking about. I'm one so of those guys now. Basically, um, they're the first that allow you when you have the device on the main screen, that's when you swipe down from the top. You can choose whether it be corporate side or personal side. And this is huge for companies because it allows your user to have entire work uh, information with proprietary information and on the other side have pictures of their family, music that they choose, Twitter accounts, talking Facebook shit accounts, about their boss. talking shit about that. And the thing is if they ever get fired or they leave, they can go ahead and wipe that entire device, but that person doesn't have to have their device completely removed of everything so they can just they can, wipe the corporate side they can wipe the corporate side but also allows you to choose i got to do this on work side boom i hit it and i can go over and everything that i'm doing is based on my corporate side which is awesome the other thing they did is called the hub and the hub is fantastic because no matter where i am on this device all i have to do is scroll from the very bottom of the phone and swipe up and, it, and over to the right just a little bit and it gives me a peek and inside this hub is every type of incoming information that you have, whether it be text messages, emails, calls, Twitter, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that stuff automatically there. And I can give a glimpse because I could be looking on a web page and a buzz comes in and I don't want to have to get out of there to see what it is. Well, I can swipe up and over and see if it's important and get rid of it no matter anything. Isn't that the same thing that the Android does with the, the drop-down menu though? A little bit, but there's certain things if I'm watching a video, okay, I can't just do that. If I'm watching an actual movie or if I'm watching something on Android, 
I oh yeah, you can't see. You I can't can see, see that. that I have to back out of it. Yeah. So if I'm watching that video, I can just swipe it over, mm. and it'll push it to the side, and I can see the hub, which is really nice. And also, those for those that get a lot of emails, a lot of that, they can see if this is important or not, and they could be in the middle of something. Even if you're in the middle of a call, I can still swipe up and look over and see what's going on, so I don't have to back out of what's going cool. on. So they did a really good job with that. Um, would you, here's the real question: yeah. Would you give up your? We both have DNAs. Okay, so. I will never give up my personal device for anything but an Android. <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Um, Let's just be real here. Yeah, I I think this is going to be good. And it, on a work side, I'm actually I'm pressing to try to get the the Z10 is what we're going to call it for your for for my phone. work device. Gotcha. Right. I think it may very well do better than Windows. Um, I'm going on a limb. Windows 8 phone um, is solid, but the biggest thing that BlackBerry has done, which is smarter, is they're going to use Android apps. They're going to start with over 115,000 apps in from the Play in the Store. store. From, it's not Play Store. Well, I mean, is it is it the same it's apps Blackberry, from the Play it's Store? It's Blackberry though? World. So it's going to be akin to those that are in the Amazon Android okay. App Store. Okay. okay. Um, Which are pretty but, much the same, too. But here's the nice part they have a This is for those that are really kind of techno geeks. They have a new feature where if you see an app that you really like on Android and you want it on Blackberry, they have a little uh, program, a conversion program. That literally you can sideload it, and it will convert it from an actual Android app because they're both using Linux kernel That's over awesome. into BlackBerry, into the new uh, BlackBerry 10. And you go, Did you about lose your fucking mind I when they like, said that? And people are like, that sounds complicated. I'm like, it does, but that also sounds awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're um, the only one in that training yeah. class that was like, holy shit. Yeah, it, it, it was good. So I really think um, I think they did a really good job. And on BlackBerry Messenger, they finally added a, a, a video chat capability, and they also added a uh, screen share. So we can be in the middle of, of BlackBerry uh, messaging, and I can just share you anything that's on my screen instantly, which is fantastic, as well as adding HDMI with true um, mirror mode, which nice. is great. Yeah, Everything mirror mode, because people are going to use these Blackberries, especially in presentations. I, don't, I want it to be able to show everything on my screen, not just individual stuff. And that's yeah. where one time... Like, there are certain devices where it doesn't do mirror mode, and that's disappointing. Yeah. So, I think they did good. The device feels it feels solid, but they it's a little heavy. It's a little whatever. But I think it also feels solid. In your so, expert opinion, yep. from being in the industry for so long, yep. which you have what essentially um, thirteen years, thirteen years yep. of, of wireless experience. Yep. Do you feel like this is something that some businesses? would ditch their iPhone only clauses to let people do either let people do Blackberry or switch back to Blackberry. I could see who it. who had Blackberry for the longest time and switched to iPhone. Yes, and I'll tell you why. Um absolutely. And for one reason, because you don't need a Bez to use this device. Oh. On corporate. Because it will run with well. with 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 straight out of the box EAS, which is Exchange Active Sync. So those that are just running Microsoft Exchange servers at this point your BlackBerry can integrate instantly with that, which is fantastic. You don't have to have a BlackBerry Enterprise server, um, and that makes a big difference because those are expensive. You're talking $2,000 for a server, $100 a license. And so if you can get people to go, oh, my gosh, we can get a BlackBerry without having this and still have security. Yeah. But obviously, the top-end security, government officials and, and major we'll still have to have that kind are of stuff. going to need a Bez. Right. right. So, But it gives them a device that's, that's great on the personal side. It's got a great camera. Um, tons of filters and works really well. Snaps off so fast, um, 
it, it has all the features I think people would like. It feels honestly like an iPhone when you look at it with WebOS integrated. So them waiting th this long, they they were waited for a reason and they got it right. And all we and the only thing is, as I say with any phone, I don't care what operating system is, I want it launched out, and I want to see. I want it. I want to <laughs> see the real life representation. Do you feel like consumer wise, it's too little, too late? It may be. Um, consumer side, it's going to be really tough to get over, and it's going to take people. Because BlackBerry's been talking about this for a while. They, they really have, and there's still people and that everybody's been yelling at BlackBerry, going, "Why the fuck have you not come out with a touchscreen yeah, that phone works. that works, that is reliable, and that competes against Android, yeah. Windows, and iPhone?" You know, and and and, and I think that's going to be really tough to overcome, and it's it really makes it hard uh, on those that work in our industry because now they call it having options. And, and that's very true, but at the same time, it makes it hard because as you're trying to find out for that consumer what's really going to work is you really have a lot of very good viable options. But what it ultimately ends up coming down to, and people hate hearing this, is it's app development. It really is right. app development. Well, yeah. It's not about, no, not a million apps, but it's viable apps. And, and the thing is right now, like BlackBerry won't have Pandora. Okay. Won't have Pandora. And, and a lot of people use Pandora. Of course. I, I don't know why. I'm sorry. I will say it out here, whether yeah. Pandora likes us or not, which they never will. <laughs> I don't understand why people like Pandora. I don't get it either. I, I don't get it. There's so many other viable I'm a Rhapsody options. guy. R Rhapsody, I mean, Last FM, there's a lot of them that work really great. So. I've been seeing a lot of people use that uh, Radio, RDIO, yeah. uh, that, that app, apparently. Yeah. Spotify. Spotify, and all that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Anyways. And, um, of course, iTunes. People still use iTunes yeah. for so some fucking unknown reason. It's going to be tough, I think, I think, for them. But... They at least I think the best thing they can do is if they put this device out and it doesn't have any physical issues, if the <laughs> device is solid, right? Because I to what I could see, the OS is fast, it's clean, it works well. So I don't think they're gonna have an OS issue, which was their biggest complaint. And the device is solid. I think they it's gonna take a while, but I think they can start getting some market share back. I think they can surpass what Windows is doing, getting some businesses back on BlackBerry. Yeah, and I, the thing is, is people don't realize how many businesses are still on BlackBerry. There are it's still true. It's, it's true. Significant. Inside the Midwest here in Michigan, Indiana, Kentucky alone, um, you're still talking four hundred thousand users of BlackBerry. It's a lot. That is a lot of people don't realize that. They all you hear is these numbers on consumer side of you go, oh, iPhone is dominating. Well, yeah, they are. But on the business side, you know where the money is? Still in BlackBerry and Biz. It's the It's it's right. It's on the business side. So I think it's gonna be good. But um yeah okay good anyway and I wanted to I wanted to know your thoughts on that yeah. just because of the fact that you that's great you totally training. threw me for one on there but yeah, I mean that's, that's right. great and you like talking about it so it's cool <laughs> anyway um, another we're we're uh, we're in an hour and fifteen minutes so far all right so one last thing I want to talk about yep. um Tuesday is a big day for you uh with Bioshock Infinite coming out oh god I'm so ready for that. Game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, and I don't really necessarily want to just talk about Bioshock Infinite um, because we do have some gamers that listen to the to the podcast. I want to know what kind of games, what games you're looking forward to, um, if you've been keeping up with with uh, some releases that are coming up. Obvi obviously, Bioshock Infinite is is huge right now. Um, me, I'll, I'll probably start with me. I'm looking forward to Splinter Cell. Yeah. Uh, the new Splinter Cell game looks looks amazing. Uh, I've always been a big fan of the Splinter Cell games and the way that they've uh, made the game a lot faster than it used to be, which was a very a big problem. 
Uh, the other thing, too, is I'm really looking forward to, uh, of course, the new Assassin's Creed. I didn't know there was going to be one. Pirate-based. Yeah, it's like a pirate-based uh, Assassin's Creed game. Any Assassin's Creed game that comes out is going to be awesome. Um, for the um, for the PS3, which I never play because I don't have one anymore, um, is uh, one of the games I would love to play is that uh, uh, it's a zombie game that's coming out, uh, like Among Us or... Yeah, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's right. by the same guys who did um, Uncharted. Yeah, and that game looks ridiculous. Yeah. And of course, the UFC EA game. I don't know yeah. if that's going to come out this year or not, but E3 is coming up in a couple of months, yep. and I'm sure they'll showcase it on that. And right. EA's uh, MMA game, even though you were not a big fan of it, I've loved that game. Yeah, um, and I was at once ranked like I think in the top twenty in the world in that game. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow! Because only seventy five people played it. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. It might be true. No. But still, I was I was good at that game. Um, so I'm really looking forward to a, 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 an MMA game made by a, a reputable um, uh, producer, yeah. a game production uh, design company that actually right. will so represent Activision. A, a major league yes. game instead of you know, a strike force. Yeah, of course, was huge, but you didn't have that name brand. You didn't have the money behind it like the right. UFC does. So right. UFC and EA together is huge. Right. So um, Bioshock Infinite is one I've been waiting on for a long time. I'm also uh, really interested in oh, Death. Well, I go ahead. forgot about uh, Grand Theft Auto Five too. Yeah, that'll be really good. Um, uh, Destiny, uh, which is Bungie's next oh, yeah. game that comes out. About that. Now, here's the cool thing about Destiny. So it, it obviously Bungie is uh, were the original, the creators of Halo that came out. Now, obviously, it's infinite success at this point. Uh, but that's going to be the first title that they're talking about. They say they're going to get it out by the end of the year. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't believe. I don't so. see There's how. No way. They, I don't they see how. And then here's the reason why: is they have two different development teams going. They have one that's made for Xbox 360 and PS3, and they have one specifically oriented to PS4. Yep. So I go, wow, you're going to have an entire game for PS4. That should. Uh, that's. Uh, they're talking about holiday time for PS4 coming out. Are you sure you're going to have that done? Well, so, Xbox still hasn't even announced their next gen yet, which is supposed to happen in the next couple of months. Yeah, um, th I mean, there's all types of different rumor stuff coming out about the next. Xbox was in leaking some stuff about the 720, is what they're going to actually right. call oh, it. Oh yeah, and watch them come out and say, no, it's actually called the Xbox 10. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, instead of a PS4, it's going to be the Xbox Five because yeah. we always got to be one up on the PS3. Yeah. So which the P I, I gotta say that I, I know that there's a ton of PS3 fans out there. Yep. Xbox is exponentially better. Um, for online play, right, which is where the money is and where you you have that replay value, you're gonna get so much better. Um, I'm not even trying to get in a fight with PS3 fans right here. Like yeah. that, that's not happening. I can't <laughs> do it. PSN, PSN fans, I'm not a part of this. Uh, All I, understand. I have to say is diehards. You know, it basically it's the same as what will always come back to Apple and Android. You are never, ever, ever going to win that battle. So. Uh, but I will say I I, I do want to I mean touch quickly I mean Bioshock Infinite if you guys are gamers and you followed the Bioshock um, storyline it obviously has nothing to do with the first two right. um, you're 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 not down um, in the sea anymore um, you're actually up in the clouds and this it takes place in early 1900s 1909 and and the whole premise behind it was that this was a cloud city that was developed originally to be for a world fair to show the rest of the world. The superiority of the United States and its technology, but at the same time, the government was infusing military aspect into it, oh, and of it course. became. And then at one point, they decided they wanted to secede from the United States, and they disappeared. 
they went away. They're gone. And so it, it basically they've searched for this to, for this city for the longest time. And then at some point, uh, you are Booker um, is your name, and uh, you used to work um, for a government agency. And basically, you get a call to go find this city and to rescue a girl, Elizabeth, who has been held there since she was a child by uh, this, this siren, basically, which is a mechanical beast. So, But what's cool is they take all the Bioshock stuff where you have plasmids and you have weapons, um, but they also infuse it with such an interactive – instead of where when you were down in the sea um, – you kind of felt bound by it. It was kind of a very linear path. Like SpongeBob SquarePants? Well, definitely pineapples <laughs> in the sea and Squidward. No, but you're very linear path, and this gives you a very open ability, um, and they really allow you Sorry. to interact with your <laughs> – wow. I'm going to have another drink. Yeah, you like. probably should. So they allow you to interact with your environment so much more, um, and it's not so linear. And I think just – I mean, graphics have improved, and, and, and this, honestly, it got the highest – gamer rating for FPS, which is first-person shooter, that has ever been given. Ever been given on multiple rating systems. I, I'm i coming in with such high expectations, I'm going to leave utterly disappointed. I just know it. Are you taking the day off? Um, I don't have that off. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think ahead. No, no, no. Okay. No, I did no, it's it's no, because yeah, yeah. I have to take off for for Champions League. Oh, that's true. The, the following week. So uh, I, I got to keep week. timing my yeah, the next next week. So next I have to keep timing my weeks. Right, like, gotcha. so anyways, but uh as gamers go check it out. Um there's still time to pre-order if you want it. Um I think it's going to be fantastic. The game. other one uh, that I just remember while you were talking about that was uh Watch Dogs. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if anybody has seen the pr- uh, the trailer for that, but if you get a chance, go to YouTube, watch the trailer for Watch Dogs. It's a um, open world game that apparently is supposed to be uh, kind of like an MMO, uh, where you have other people dealing with you as you're uh, uh, you're playing in the game, but you're hacking. You're like a like a super hacker type guy that you can hack all the stuff with your phone. Um, you know, like streetlights, and nice. you can help like defuse yep. robberies and all that kind of stuff. And yep. it, it, I think it's supposed to come out this year. Uh, they they teasered it at uh, E3 last year. Um, I'm sure there'll be a, a bunch of stuff on E3 this year, and I'm sure we'll have a whole podcast dedicated to E3 stuff. Um, yeah, just because that I I sit and watch the E3 press conferences because I'm a huge nerd. So, and while we're sitting here, I get an email from um, iTunes Store. Hey, here's your receipt number one six zero. 15,000 numbers after that for Stay featuring Mickey Echo from Rihanna, $1.29. I know I didn't buy that. <laughs> so apparently my daughters Was and or my wife. Yeah, it must man, be my daughters. Yeah, I'm so glad of their taste. Although I will say this. So last thing is uh, my oldest has now uh, gained a great affinity towards the Beatles. And she it started, Jeez. I think, with, she's, she's almost she's going to be 11. She's Beatles. almost 11. And she uh, started with rock band Beatles, which yeah, gets a lot of some yeah, people, yeah. which is a good introduction. But we spent uh, about two nights ago, we spent about an hour going through the catalog, the anthology, and going through, and she was amazed at how many songs came from them. Oh, of course. But she went to the book fair thing, and she was getting posters, and she goes, I'm so excited because there's Beatles posters. She brought back some Beatles posters of John Lennon by him, you know, John Lennon, Paul McCartney. Well. Then the whole one, yep, Sergeant Were you just like a proud papa? I, it's, it's, I'm glad to see her really appreciate older music. And, Instead of and, just all the new stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like the teeny bop stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, she likes Led Zeppelin. And I'm, that's awesome. I knew I liked her. For yeah. a reason. <laughs> right. So it's just kind of cool when you see that. And I just, uh, it just made me think of that. Because, but then at the same time, you can still get Rihanna iTunes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> receipts. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I'd be inter- interested in placing bets on who actually 
who actually uh, was the one it was both was of them, Kalani and in Maya. It's got to be okay. so. Um, anyways, all so right. Yeah, so well, we are uh, an hour twenty, so we're good. almost a half hour more than last time. Yeah. Uh, it goes by so fast, though. It does I didn't realize yeah. that how much we talk. Well, okay, I did realize yeah, how much we, we talk. We never <laughs> stop. We're, we are told about how much we talk yep. by by our friends and loved ones. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to thank everybody again for for streaming uh, the podcast. I'd love to see numbers go up. Um, make sure that you're promoting our podcast as much as possible. There's tons of podcasts out there. I get it. You know, if you don't want to, that's fine. But if you like what we're saying, if you if you are enjoying our podcast, retweet the link. Uh, you know, share it on Facebook. Get it out on your website, on your blog, whatever. Uh, you know, we have podcasts that we follow and and. Hopefully we'll get to the point where we're doing enough podcasts. Wichita State is about to win. Wichita State against it's up by five. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yes. It's over. Anyway, so, um, is it over? No, it's 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 like thirty two seconds left. Oh, okay, go on. So yeah, so uh, oh, upset you heard here first, folks. Yep. <laughs> if yep. you're not, unless you're watching TV. Yep. Um, but uh, no, yeah. If retweet the link. Tell your friends about us. You know, podcasts are really easy to listen to while you're on a treadmill, while you're driving a lot. I, I drive a lot for work, so um, make sure that you just you retweet us, follow us at Caged Fear, at Cibala, um, at PR Podcast Show. Uh, we have a website, but I don't think it's just going to be updated for just the links of our podcast. So, right. uh, you got anything else? No, I'm good, man. Had a good time here. I'm ready to let's get some drinks on and watch these fights and watch Andre Jalowski knock the fuck out of Anthony Johnson. And probably play some FIFA again. Yeah, some FIFA. I'm All right, champion. guys. Uh, maybe till next week. Uh, we're gonna try to do it weekly. Um, so uh, talk to you next week and uh, stay real or something. I don't know. Yeah. All right, Andy. Thanks for driveling. Love you. Bye. <laughs>